Mayall v. Diamond Bank, 2023, ARC App 362. The Arkansas Court of Appeals, in affirming a summary judgment order, considered a case where appellate contracted for the purchase of a convenience store. After appellate failed to pay, the bank obtained a foreclosure and a summary judgment on the counterclaim that sought relief on promissory estoppel. Judge Abramson explained, quote, In July 2018, Mayall negotiated with Howard Johnson for the purchase of a convenience store located at Royal. Mayall planned to purchase the store on seller financing for six months and then refinance his debt to Johnson with a loan from Diamond Bank. Mayall met with Diamond Bank Market President Sean Mullinex to discuss financing. Mayall claims that at this July 2018 meeting, Diamond Bank promised him a loan of 80% of the appraised value of the store in six months, although he admits that he did not discuss any loan terms or a specific loan amount at that time. In early 2019, Diamond Bank offered, and Mayall accepted, a loan of $368,498.90. Under the terms of the written loan agreement, the purpose of the loan was to refinance the convenience store. On March 30, 2020, Diamond Bank filed an amended complaint for foreclosure against Lynn Mayall, as well as 11 other defendants. On July 30, Mayall filed a counterclaim against Diamond Bank in which he alleged a single claim of promissory estoppel. On June 25, 2021, the Circuit Court issued its order granting summary judgment in favor of Diamond Bank on Mayall's counterclaim and dismissed the counterclaim with prejudice. End of quote. On appeal, the appellate complained of summary judgment on the counterclaim because there were factual issues of whether promissory estoppel might lie. The Court of Appeals disagreed and cited the rule that if there is an existing contract, promissory estoppel is unavailable to dispute it. Quote, Mayall maintains that granting summary judgment to Diamond Bank was reversible error because the promissory estoppel claim hinged on a disputed issue of material fact, that is, whether the loan between the parties was on a different subject matter than the original promised loan. We find no reversible error here. Under Arkansas law, a plaintiff may establish promissory estoppel upon the showing of 1. the making of a promise, 2. the intent that the promise be relied upon, 3. actual reliance upon the promise, and 4. injustice resulting from a refusal to enforce the promise. We agree with Diamond Bank that Mayall's promissory estoppel claim is barred by the existence of a formal contract. Mayall's counterclaim alleges a single cause of action for promissory estoppel. Mayall concedes that a promissory estoppel claim cannot survive when a formal contract between the parties on the same subject matter exists. Lowell Perkins Agency, Inc. v. Jacobs, 250 ARC 952 noting that the law never accommodates a party with an implied contract when he has made a specific one on the same subject matter. Mayall's sole argument on appeal is that the loan he was promised was not on the same subject as the loan he received, but Mayall's own testimony was that the July 2018 promise and the April 2019 loan agreement were for the very same purpose. 
Mayall testified that his plan was to purchase the store on seller financing from Howard Johnson and then obtain a loan from Diamond Bank approximately six months later to pay off his debts out there at the store, including getting Howard Johnson paid off. The facts in the record thus support only one conclusion. The alleged promise for a loan was on the same subject matter as the loan Mayall ultimately received. Mayall's attempts to distinguish the subject matter of the alleged promise from that of the written agreement are unpersuasive. Mayall also argues that the written loan agreement stemmed from separate negotiations than the prior verbal promise. This argument likewise fails under the parole evidence rule. The very purpose of the rule is to merge and thereby extinguish all prior and contemporaneous negotiations, understandings, and verbal agreements, so that all that remains is what the parties ultimately agree to in writing. If evidence of separate negotiations were permitted under the rule, then the rule would serve no purpose at all because all prior negotiations would come in. Instead, any prior negotiations for a loan to refinance the convenience store merged into the written contract that may all signed in April 2019 are barred by the parole evidence rule. End of quote. An argument of financial duress failed. Quote, Mayall contends that he signed the loan because of financial distress. This argument also fails. It is undisputed that Mayall voluntarily agreed to the terms of the April 2019 loan documents, and any financial distress he may have been under at the time cannot alter the terms of that agreement. See Newsom v. Raybo Agrofinance, Inc., 2013, ARC App 259. To establish duress that will justify voiding a contract, a party must show, among other things, that the wrongful conduct of the opposing party deprived him of his own free will and volition. End of quote. End of decision.